0: Okay. Uh, Welcome, welcome, welcome. We welcome everything that comes to us today because we know it's for our healing. We welcome all thoughts, feelings, emotions, persons, situations, and conditions. I let go of my desire for power and control. I let go of my desire for affection, esteem, approval and pleasure. I let go of my desire for survival and security. I let go of my desire to change any situation, condition, person or myself we open to the love and presence of god and god's action within us and within this group amen Amen. Amen. and
1: thank you for that Mm joy all right so the nation uh tonight i'm going to be concluding my presentation on the nature of our sub logos um, tonight I'm going to give a recap on what the sublogos is, the lower chakra catalyst, and how the sublogos is involved in that. Um, our sun's meeting to higher densities, the sun's balancing techniques, um, what black holes are, <clears throat> excuse me, and our relationship with the sun. So to give a uh, little recap on what the sublogos is, our sun is a living conscious entity of love quo says that your sun body is a sub logos a manifesto and center of light and love which it pours out upon all indiscriminately generously and with great love and so there's a hierarchy to the logos. so you have the primal logos which creates the entire universe in the octave then you have the galactic logos which creates the galactic systems and then you have the solar or sub-logos, which create the um, solar systems. And so as a sublogos, um, our sun is the co-creator or local architect for our local portion of the infinite creation. And so some of the things that it has the power and the duty of doing, um, it establishes the archetypal mind, which is the blueprint for evolution, that every single third density entity, within the sun, uh, within the sun's care we will go through. So every third density entity that was on Venus, which was raw, um, Maudek Martians, and any future third density life, we all share the same blueprint for evolution because that is our sun's archetypal mind. Our sun um, determines the, it establishes the veil and also determines the thickness or the opacity of the veil. It, it chooses the second density type of vis, uh, physical vehicle that it will invest third density consciousness in, and so in the case of our sublogos, our sun chose the second density erect ape type with the opposable thumb to invest third density consciousness in. And the reason why our sun did this is, as a sublogo, it wants to create the greatest backdrop and the greatest, I guess you can say, foundation and or means for polarization. And so by choosing the ape with the opposable thumb, Our son planned for this because it wanted us to lead, that led to tool making, which would lead to verbal communication, um, which would lead to written language. And those processes of being out of the mind, not using the mind complex so much, and being here in the physical incarnation, those things compare, um, in conjunction with a thick veil, provided the means for really good polarization. Um, Unfortunately, we have seen from the history of our solar system, and this is something that our son did not plan for but it was just the result of our bodies in the thick veil choosing the second density vehicle of the ape with the opposable thumb it did lead to a tool making but it also led to weapon making which then led to warfare and that in conjunction like i said earlier with the thick veil is what has caused our solar system's history of such war and aggression on multiple planets uh, our sun also determines the display of the creator's love and light that is visible, Ross says, both outwardly and inwardly. So Ross says that our sun shows um, for a great amount of the creator's love and life to be visible and to be experienced on display, outwardly and visibly and inwardly. So that means that's the reason why Earth is so beautiful. That's the reason why Earth has such a diverse array of environments. That is why Earth has such an array of life and so many species. That's That's the reason why, you know, you may cry or feel emotional, overwhelmed with emotion when you see a piece of work or something that just really captures you, whether it be a song or a movie or a sweet message from somebody. Our son chose to allow the pretty much the creator's magic to be both inwardly and outwardly expressed and visible. Our sun also um, has polarity biases. We know from raw that our sun has a polarity towards, uh, has a bias towards kindness. And so our sun planted this bias within second density fauna in the form, um, I'm sorry, in de- second density fauna and then this, because our bodies evolved from that, um, carried over subconsciously. And um, there are, I'm sure are a lot of other things that the sun does um, that we have no knowledge of right now so the sun also provides endless infinite flow of intelligent energy the sun is also home to sixth density entities and other guardian and angelic presences and it is connected to the other sub below God So lower chakra catalyst, we receive the intelligent energy from the sun. Um, It sends the intelligent energy from itself to the earth, through the soil, and doesn't stop there. It comes up through our red ray chakra. And so the red, orange, and yellow ray energy centers are offered catalysts in random fashion by the intelligent energy of our sun. And that has to do with the, the survival of the physical complex. And so what happens is when the entity is fresh and brand new to third density, when it is a brand new third density entity, it is not yet conscious of the incarnational process it is not yet conscious of the process of evolution it has just started its journey in the choice making density and so to kind of help the entity get acquainted the sun sends this random catalyst it offers this entity random catalyst as it makes its way through the third um density and as the entity reincarnates and reincarnates and reincarnates and eventually starts to gain consciousness and starts to eventually polarize and gain more consciousness of the incarnational processes and of evolution, then, um, what happens is the higher centers gain catalyst from the biases of the mind-body-spirit complex itself in response to all random and directed experiences. So like I said, as the entity is becoming more conscious, it will start to, it forms biases from the random energy that it was provided by the sun and starts to work on its higher centers. And then gaining in the consciousness also gains in control of catalysts, which I will get um, touch on later. Meaning to higher densities. Ross says that metaphysically the sun achieves a meeting to fourth through seventh density according to the growing abilities of entities in these densities to grasp the living creation and co-entity or other self nature of this sun body so the sun shines in all densities in time space so um from every single density the sun is shining just as we see it, they also see it in fourth fifth six seven densities But as we progress through the densities, of course, without the influence of the veil, and as our consciousness expands, we become better acquainted with the sun. we've learned better ways to commune with the sun, because like I said, without the influence of the veil, we know and we can see that the sun is an actual other self, which is kind of hard to see with the veil. But as we progress through the densities, that becomes more apparent, and we are more able to polarize in order to gain more abilities to interact with the sun fifth density entities they can raise their consciousness to move into the somebody to express the fusion energy of sexual intercourse so six density entities they express their mating through fusion. And so fifth-density entities, they can experience this, they can raise their vibrations and their consciousness to go into the somebody body and pretty much make love to one another. After this is concluded, they can no longer sustain the vibration necessary to stay within the somebody. so that they return their consciousness to um, their fifth-density physical bodies. Which I think is pretty neat. Committing uh, to higher densities for the sixth density. So it is common for six density entities throughout the infinite creation to reside in sublogai or the sun solar bodies. So Ross says, thus by the sixth density, the sun may be visited and inhabited by those dwelling in time space. It may even be partially created from moment to moment by the process of six density entities and their evolution. So as I mentioned earlier, six entities, they express their love or their mating through the process of fusion. And so the offspring of this mating is light. And we get this light, we see this light, just like right now, the sun light is still hitting the earth. Offspring of this mating is this light. And so, but this light, the offspring of this mating isn't necessarily a, a thing; it's more of a quality. And so, because of that, the offspring is somewhat halfway. It's somewhat half aware of its free will, and so it's, it can choose to drench itself of its radiation. And when it does that, so this radiation falls into the Earth's atmosphere, and then it goes to whoever needs it in the terms of healing, you know, anyone who has prayed or meditated for healing or guidance, this, this healing light from the offspring of these six-density entities lends itself to that. And six-density entities do that in, and reside in, in sublogai and perform fusion in order to be more close the co-creators because they're working on graduation to seven density, which is joining back with the creator. So it's kind of their step closer to unity. balancing the creation of the father is one and the universe balances itself endlessly with regard to each and every one of its infinite bits and pieces of creatorhood so our son is a living being and in order to be in balance it expresses the products of imbalance in order to restore balance and so just like us um we need balance as an entity, and so the sun, like I said, as a conscious entity, it also needs to balance. And the most physical and obvious expression of this balancing are solar flares and sunspots. So sunspots. Quo says that you may see these increased and in severe solar flares and other sun phenomena as the sun's innocent and necessary balancing of its energy field in order that the highest and best possible outcome may be preserved for each and every entity upon planet Earth. So solar flares, there are two kinds of solar flares. There is the creative expression or the outbursts or explosions of energy due to metaphysical reordering. And what that metaphysical reordering refers to is our sub logos is the physical point of manifestation of intelligent energy brought into our dimension. So as the sun is bringing that energy in and manifesting it into our physical dimension, it creates these outbursts, and that is creative expression of the sun transmuting and transforming the intelligent energy it is receiving from the primal logos into our dimension. There was also a and the Confederation also says that this is a benign and necessary means of adjusting and balancing the energy body of not only the sun, but it also does this to balance the energy body of the entire solar system. Um, there is another type of solar flare, and that is the responsive kind, and that is the result of the needful for forms of balancing. So just like we have our chakras, and whenever a chakra is out of whack or needs balancing, we do what we have to do. We meditate. We try to count this. We send love and light to it in order to bring it back into balance. The sun does the exact same thing with the solar system. So the solar system and the planets are pretty much the sun's chakra system. And whenever one of the planets are out of balance or are sending out a call for help the sun does what it needs to do in order to bring that planet back into balance because like I said the entire solar system is kind of its body and so in the case of earth earth has had such a history of war and aggression and so interesting enough the confederation says that earth sent has sent out a call especially in recent times with us transitioning into fourth density there are a lot of entities who have sent the call to one to stop this war and aggression to finally ending and move forward in love and peace so interesting enough our sun received that call and the responsive type of solar flare that released this is the one that disrupts our communications and guidance systems of ballistic missiles and other weapons so there are governments with these, you know, missiles and these weapons. whenever a solar flare or a solar storm happens, it kind of interrupts and intercepts the communications and kind of stalls these weapons from working. And that in, is intentional from the sun because it is answering the call of our planet, wanting to lose our aggressive nature and also to bring the earth, help bring the earth back into balance. Black holes. So metaphysically, black holes are the physical manifestation of a logos completing its experience within the octave and absorbing or returning to the heart of the creator. So whenever a Logos or sublogos has completed its experience within the octave and has gained a, a certain amount or a great amount of spiritual gravity, it becomes a black hole and starts to absorb and return to the heart of the creator. And so this event or this process is metaphysical in nature. And so black holes are the shadows of this time, space or metaphysical event that exists in space-time or a 3D world. So black holes are kind of just the shadows of this huge... Huge event happening in the metaphysical realm. They are transformational points in that they are moving into total unity, um, which is the eighth density. So, whenever a sublogos, like I say completes its octave or its experience and goes into the eighth density, that is what's seen as a black hole. Quo says that within this level of being, all experience, all light, all matter of all creation is indrawn into the one creator so that the fruits of the great journey may be gathered and become the foundation for the further experience and expression of the one creator. And so what happens is um, our current act, our octave, our universe, once the inf- our infinite creation as it is presently, gains enough spiritual mass, everything is it's all going to coalesce into a black hole. And from that moment, that would be the intensity, everything rejoins with the creator, Ross says the light seeking and finding its source and thus ending the creation, um, our universe will end in a black hole. And then from that, a new universe or the new next octave will be born. So our relationship with these sub logos, becoming a logos. Once officially awakened, an entity becomes a logos, or technically sub, sub, sub logos. Ross says that the more advanced the entity, the more tenuous the connection between the sub logos and the perceived catalyst until finally all catalyst is chosen, generated, and manufactured by the self for the self. So as an entity becomes more advanced in their consciousness and more aware of the processes of in the incarnation and of evolution and they start to notice um, they start to realize their path and their purpose they start to take conscious control of their catalyst and it's kind of like the relationship turns from the universe giving catalyst to you telling the universe what you need because now you are aware and now you are conscious and so you take control of catalyst and it becomes less random the more your consciousness expands and the more evolved you get. And so when that happens, your relationship with the sun thus evolves into one that is logos to logos, creator to creator. Because like I said, entities in the beginning of their density are provided catalyst by the sun, by the sun in random because they're new, they're fresh, they're not yet acquainted and they haven't polarized yet. But the more Conscious an entity becomes, the more polarized and the more responsible and the more of a co creator they become. And so the relationship with our son changes to that of logos to logos and streaming of four density in, uh, energies. As the earth transitions, our sun is sending more dense, higher vibrational 4D light. And what that light is doing it's helping people to um, alleviate that internal disharmony to sit with themselves and work through the shadows. It's helping people to see, to be more compassionate and loving and open. And it's helping people to manifest things quickly. All of the things that come with four density, the sun is sending that to earth and helping it transition. And so you can meditate to raise your vibration and receive this energy and Quo gives leaves a really good recommendation, and they say that we would simply say that the more that one is able to live by fourth density values such as compassion, understanding, forgiveness, and open hearted love, the more the physical vehicles connected with each of you will be able more sturdily to deal with the qualities of the light of your son as time goes on. Um,
2: quick, quick, can I? Quick question. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh huh. Yeah. Could you? clarify again you were talking about once sufficiently awakened an entity becomes a logos and you wrote sub 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 logos um i think you might have said something that i that was new for me or i have a different way of understanding it so I'm, i'm could you give a sense of again what you mean by the sub 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 logos
1: so essentially, <clears throat> I'm sorry. I'm gonna have included an extra sub by accident. But so you have the sub logos, and then the human would be the sub sub logos. So I may have typed in an extra sub by accident.
2: Well, no or that could,
1: it, that could it, be corrected. I'm sorry. Go ahead.
2: Well, it's in Law of One around 54.17 as a sub 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 logos. It it they do say sub 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 logos, but. It's um <clears throat> the way I am understanding it, and I know Diana is on the line, so maybe she could uh, clarify that too. But the way I understand that is, the sun is both our and correct me if I'm wrong because I might I might be off here too, Demarcus. But the sun is in a sense our God or our logos, but we are part of the the sun's becoming as well, and. So there's a way in which we come from the sun, but the sun also is our, um, is our child. It, it, it's, it's, it's kind of this weird paradox because, and so, so in a sense, the sun also becomes a sub, sub, sub logos, or, or maybe it was the earth that was talking that way. Um, because the earth and the sun, I remember we talking about that, take on the, they're learning through us, you know, because it's all one body. And so, um, the sub 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 logos, cause then, then raw talks about how it's creator to creator. <clears throat> so we're a creator. The sun is a creator. And we are helping to create the sun, even though the sun creates us, uh, because we are imbuing through our experience, the sun's own experience. That's how I understood the sub, sub, sub logos, but maybe I was off. And so that's why I wanted to throw that out there.
1: Gotcha. no, that's just definitely interesting take. I, I kind of understand it in the sense that Russ is that, essentially, every portion of the creation is sub logos down to the very particle, because all the creation is alive. And so there is hierarchies. And so because us as humans, we're under the guise or the guidance of our sub logos, and as conscious entities who create that would make then make us sub sub logos because we are essentially below the logos, the primal logos in, or the creator in miniature. So that's kind of how I understand the system of subs with that. That's a really great take, though. All All right, intelligent light. So metaphysically speaking, light is in- inherently intelligent. And so Quo says that any amount of inf- infinite light can grasp as though it were an entity, the heartfelt communications made to it. This ranges from something as simple as the sun body being aware when the radiation of the sun touches your skin and you praise the light and the love of the infinite one you have communicated with the infinite creator, so like this says light is intelligent and one means of communing with the sun is um i do this uh, pretty much every morning when i go into work i kind of just take a minute to embrace the sunlight and thank the sun for sending its light thank the sun for its love and its light, and i kind of just praise the creator for allowing me to see this and allowing me to be aware of what the actual nature of this creation and what helps, and i know that the sun is conscious of that and that this light is conscious of that so that's one way i kind of give praise or commune with the creator and you um the confederation says you can also commune with the sun through meditation uh, like i said earlier raising your vibrations and accepting and opening yourself up to that love you raise your vibration to be able to accept the um energy of the sun in mm. meditation and so Um, Quo says, thus, you may offer yourself in meditation to this being in any manner which expresses your connection to and appreciation of the creation or any portion of it in which you move and have your being. There is great depth of awareness that may be awakened as you continue to offer your honestation or devotion to those principles of unity, of love, and of light, which are perfectly embodied within the sun body. Thus, you may with benefit contemplate, before your meditation, those qualities which you wish to nourish within yourself and to radiate in an outward fashion to others as a result of your communion and meditation with the sun body. And that concludes my presentation.
3: Hey, I have a quick question, if that's okay. Yes, sir. Um, so if if all it, if 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 raw is teaching us that all is one and that there is a illusion of separateness and if there is this distinction that our sun, and just correct me if I'm wrong, the sun is called the sub logos, right? And if there's this distinction that in the sun, you have fourth through seventh density beings, is that correct too? Um, just sixth density, they reside in within the sun. Okay. Uh, so there's this distinction that our sun uh, that we can for lack of better words, maybe worship the sun. Um how why is there a distinction to uh worship the sun when there's a general predisposition that all is one, that there's an illusion, that that there is that nothing separate. Um know yourself, accept yourself, become the creator that we are the creator, we see the creator in others. But I guess the um, I guess I'm, I'm trying to make that mental leap from kind of these law of one pieces of conventional wisdom, and then the uh, kind of what you shared towards the end about not, I'm not critiquing at all kind of your experience of how you worship or how you go about that. I think I'm trying to see the significance of our son as you know an object of worship i guess is what i'm trying to ask uh, so you're asking
1: why, why how or like why deserves such emphasis or you know praise
3: <clears throat> yeah
1: yeah yeah um i would say you know all is one and the creator the purpose of the logos is it's the medium through which the creator experiences itself and so it just happens to be that the logos creates sub generations of itself in order to extend this experience and allow for the creator to experience so. So each level down from the primal logos is all the creator pretty much just creating generations of itself and generating itself more and more in order to experience itself. And so the sun. It all is one. I guess the sun, the reason why there's been a there's a lot of emphasis on the sun is because it is our it is our creator it is the logos of our portion of the galaxy so especially in ancient cultures a lot of people have always looked to the sun and have, have always thanked the sun for the energy the life giving energy that it gives us because it is true without the sun's energy we wouldn't be alive we wouldn't even be here so i think a lot of people appreciate the sun in that aspect and that it created us and as an aspect of the creator and it continuously nourishes us and gives us what we need in order to sustain life. Cool. Yeah.
3: Thanks for explaining that. Thanks for explaining that. Um, that's cool. Can man. I give that's a cool. shot?
2: Can I give a shot on that one too? Yeah. <clears throat> the um, it's this really weird paradox that we have. Especially in third density, because we are all one, as you say, but one does not equal uniformity. One oneness means uni- unity, means diversity, maintained and protected by love, and all of that is one. And so, just because we are that doesn't mean we can't also communicate to that, capital T, H-A-T. So just because we are the Logos um, in a sub-sub-Logos form, doesn't mean we can't appreciate that there is a transcendent quality that's beyond us, even if it is us and includes us. That's why it's this weird paradox. And one of the parts of third density and fourth density, I think, I mean Rod does it too, is this sense of devotion that that we have an innate desire to have devotion towards this transcendent reality. Rod does it all the time in their benedictions. You know, we leave you now in the love, the light, and the glorious peace, and power and strength of the one infinite creator. Go enjoy, you know, merriment. <laughs> it's a very, very liturgical. Um, adoration and devotion even though they recognizing that it is all one so that's the paradox
3: <clears throat> thanks for explaining that to marcus and doug i appreciate that i did uh, i did an akashic records reading a few weeks ago with um, a woman and she said that in a previous lifetime i was a spiritual leader in an egyptian small tribe where we
4: worship the sun so that was kind of the root of my question that i was curious about so yeah
3: awesome i was egyptian in the past life
1: also maybe we knew each other
2: (laughs) probably a lot of us were involved with that culture yeah Fred was there, but his beard was more of, it was longer and then like cylinder. It was <laughs> cylinder curl, and flat.
5: Like curl activator on it. it <laughs> <way>. Yeah.
2: <clears throat>
5: you know, just <clears throat> chiming in, I, I thought about something that may sound almost trite, but I hopefully like maybe in a fractal sense, it would make sense. And in the, in the, in So here's the statement it's almost in the same way that i say thank you to alexa my little alexa little android my alexa machine that i have and i'll tell it to play some music in the house and it plays the music or i ask what's the temperature and then i'll say thank you alexa and it's you know and it's all a program and i know of course quote unquote it's not a real person that i'm saying thank you to but I don't think that there is anything lost on the practice of gratitude and expression, even if it's to a programmed, you know, by freaking Amazon program, Alexa program. I'm saying, thank you, Alexa, and I think that there is a total loop with that all the way up to you know appreciating the sun skipping past the sun and appreciating the logos father itself herself himself uh all the way back to like like reading some of this has kind of in a sense in a good sense shifted some of my worship experience you know i come from like many of my years have been in a kind of a black Pentecostal-ish charismatic expression. So like the singing, you know, we go hard, right? We go in and it's emotional and the whole nine. And, uh, you know, I see my worship just in the same way that I would say, you know, I would give my deepest love to my mother and saying, mama i love you 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 are great and 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 you know if you could take that to the second third fourth fifth power that's worship if you could reduce it you know by powers is thank you alexa so
2: <laughs> uh, right there thing that
1: really connects me to the sublogus is the fact that as I'm aware of the fact that I'm a creator, and I also know that the sun is a creator, just in a different respect or aspect, and it provides everything I need to be a creator, and as a creator to experience what I need to experience, and the and I, the fact that it made the plan that it did for us. And there's a lot of things to be thankful for, especially the whole um, allowing the light and the love to be more
3: inwardly and outwardly expressed and visible and felt. And um, having the
1: bias towards kindness and kind of sprinkling that within the evolution of mind and kind of just being there, that kind of also helps with my connection to the sun. Like I said, I'm appreciating it as another aspect of myself, of the creator. You know, I I guess it's kind of hard to put into words, but that's kind of what connects me um, to the sun.
2: Another way to look at it too, I think, is when you awaken up out of the veil, and probably every one of us have had some moments of that. I know the very first time I did, I was running in my usual trance state, listening to The Law of One, and I just started laughing out loud. It was like I had this total piercing of the veil in a moment there and i was laughing and thinking just how unbelievably delightful incredible it is that the veil exists i remember thinking how neat it is because it 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 um it's i just kept thinking this is genius this is genius and i just started laughing out loud because i felt like this sounds egoic but i felt like i was god now awake saying I'm on the other side, and it's all so damn beautiful. It just It's like this ecstasy, uh, you know? And it was completing a circuit. It was like a circuit that needed to be completed. But one can only do that through free will on this side of the veil saying, yes. And then that completes the circuit, you know?
1: Yes, exactly. That's beautifully said.
5: Lately, I've been thinking about the idea of the veil, and I was thinking about it like this, that, okay, I know I have inward thoughts that are always going on. Like my mind is always, there's chatter. There's things that's going on. And because I know that's my experience, I'm pretty sure that everybody else that I'm around, they have the same thing going on. What the veil is, is I just can't detect the same chatter that's going on inside of your head that's going on inside of my head. But it's going on. I know it is. Because it's going on in here, so I know it's going on in there, and all of those oh, it <laughs> And it's like the veil just has these nice little compartments. You get the chatter over here, you get the chatter over here. But once it's lifted, there's like this reordering of it, and zoom, it's... Like it's a beautiful song. It's a beautiful conversation.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. The value is something that's really interesting,
3: but necessary. Yeah, I um I relate a lot with what you said, Doug. It happens to me periodically. Um, I was telling Troy about this recently, I'll, I'll have these moments with people where, when I don't really know where the conversation is going, or if I feel that my attempts to have the conversation I want to have is failing, I just dropped it, I was holding. if I feel like yeah, just my attempts at being the creator through my ego are failing, I'll just look at them and I'll think with my heart, that I love, I'll say, I love you with my heart. And I'll say, I'll say, oh my God, you are the creator. But I'll say that with my, with my head and this very, like, like I feel like an anthropologist discovering the fossils of like a, like a lost species. I'll just go, oh my God, it's the creator. And I've had these several moments where I begin to see them start to open up and start to share And a buddy of mine last night, he went to a concert where the headliner and so many of my friends were just, you know, in the Southern evangelical Christian world. He went to a concert where the the singer told everyone in the audience, she said, if you're comfortable, I want you to wrap your arms around yourself and say, I love you. I love you. And so he was in the audience thinking, what is this bullshit she's telling me to do? But then, as he was telling me this story, I just sensed him having so much anger and hostility towards it, and I just said with my heart, oh, my God, you are the creator. And right when I did that, he just said, but, you know, I felt something in that room. When everyone is doing it, I just felt, and I I saw the veil lift a little bit. It was this funny the funniest thing and then of course my ego kicks in and wants to control and take him to the depths of the lob one but i know that <laughs> that'll
0: probably
3: that'll probably just set him off and but i just uh, i'll just have those moments oh my god it's the creator that's it's been it's been beautiful yeah and i, and I think um yeah man that's just really good stuff oh
2: yeah mm-hmm. thank you for sharing that that's beautiful
5: yeah, yeah. beautiful. reminds me of the Annunciation with John the Baptist seeing Jesus. Behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. This like, wow, there it is. Yeah. Mm. Eureka.
2: <clears> Rod <throat> talks about uh <clears throat> they originally made contact with the Egyptian. You probably already shared this um, to Marcus in the past couple of weeks that they had made um, contact with the Egyptians 18,000 years ago. Did you guys talk about that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Very briefly,
5: briefly a little bit. Uh,
2: yeah, 18,000 years ago. Um, and because they had sensed that, the people of egypt were had in their collective mind when they're um looking at the sun that they have this sense of unity and union and one and so it was it was a law of one adjacent even if it was pretty early development spiritually let's say um yeah so that was interesting they they could already start to see that there was this congruence there.
1: Yeah, but, um, the confederation says that some of our past civilizations were aware of the metaphysical nature of the sun in distorted fashion, and, and the ancient Egyptians were one of those. And like you said, that belief in you know the nature of the creators would pave the way for Ra to be able to come and decree the law of one. Because like you said, it aligned with their distortions of it. And then after Ra
2: landed, they worshiped the sun as Ra. Yeah. Um, what do you know about, like, the the energetics behind the syllable Ra? D- did you discuss that? Uh, no. Mm-mm. I am... Um, <clears throat> I can't remember if I read this or this is a hunch. I I know it's intimated in the law of one, but it was um, raw.
4: It was in a quote channeling. Say it, what? It was in a quote channeling. Sorry for the background noise. It was in a quote channeling, Doug.
2: Okay, what was the quote channeling?
4: I don't remember which one, but it had to do with the R sound and the open vowel sound that had something to do with Sanskrit. Is that what you're referring to?
2: Yes. But the but Ra didn't call themselves Ra. That was given to them by the Egyptians because when they saw um, Ra, the Confederation group, it matched or they were the way I understand it is that the Egyptians gave them that name Ra, and it vibrated in congruence metaphysically with their own self-understanding. Is that how you understand that?
4: That the Egyptians gave Ra that name because it vibrated metaphysically with their own understanding of what Ra was? Uh,
2: sorry, that the Egyptians gave them that name. In other words, they didn't appear and say, we are Ra. It was it was more of uh, they were given the name Ra by the Egyptians because the utterance of, of that Voc- that n- name ra yes. is means the law of one it means sixth density love it it's it the the utterance of that is congruent with the group ra's own self-understanding of who they are which is one the law of one so they, yes. ra- we- they, they ran with it you know like yeah that we are Ra because that's that exactly matches our own self-understanding of what that means because the word Ra, metaphysically through Sanskrit, is the law of one.
1: Right, Ra is the Egyptian word for sun, which embodies the unity <clears throat> and which pretty much embodies the law of one. So yeah, you're right, they gave them that name. And especially because of their golden luster, it also reminded them of the sun.
4: Yeah, and then Quo attempts, or, or Quo through a channel attempts to explain why the sound raw was chosen by the Egyptians. And that's where they somehow get into the, as I recall, and I could somebody correct me if anybody's re- read this one, but I recall the R, the initial consonant, having something to do with the male principle because it reaches. Not because those of Ra are uniformly male. I mean, they're beyond that anyway now, but um, having to do with the principle of being a teacher, and then the the open vowel having to do with a roundness that represented unity. How the Egyptians got that, I don't know, but that was how it was described, I think, through Carla by Quo.
2: Well, what you just said actually is an ink, isn't it? The ah... The, uh the open sound would be the, the disc, and the R is the coming down. Um,
4: sure, sure. Doug, I see you loving that right now. The wheels are turning. It's, uh, <laughs>
2: you know, it's as close to a sixth density orgasm you get in the brain. <laughs>
1: One thing that really interests me about the Sun is the fact that being a sub-Logos, it is a miniature version of the Primal Logos. So, of course, we don't get to see the the actual Primal Logos that, you know, created our universe or our octave, but we get to see a miniature local version of it in our skies. So I think that's really cool that we get to experience that and kind of experience firsthand what, or the nature of the Logos in its creation.
2: And just like we are parts of the chakras of our local God, the sub-Logos, we'll call them Sunny for short. Um, the we, We're moving into the chakra, our part of the whole galaxy is moving into the sh- another chakra area of milky <laughs> uh so we got milky and sunny and um i'm trying to be reverent here but dane you know and so like milk milky the the, <laughs> the logos we're moving into the green ray I'm, I'm assuming to to this is the fourth density uh, we're moving into an area a chakra area of that logos that's moving that's connecting our vibrations and bringing it up um, so we have chakras. Sunny has chakras, Milky's got chakras, and I'm I'm assuming Uni's got chakras too.
1: Yeah, (laughs) as of both, so below.
2: And then we're gonna go to multi. I mean, it just goes on and on.
1: Oh yeah.
2: Troy, what do you think about this metaphysical uh, fun stuff, the soup?
0: Well, I think everybody ought to become very reverent and listen to this. No! Oh, where'd
4: you go? Let the sunshine come in. There we go.
0: All right, so right, I've had my fun. Shrek's hair
2: on it on its own was was dancing. Yeah,
0: Fred, you're muted. I'm sure you have something good to say about that, though.
5: That sounded like Tom Jones that first song you played. Was that? It's not unusual. No, that it was it's a Fifth Dimension. Fifth Dimension, yeah. Mm-hmm. That was jam, man.
3: Let the sunshine in. Mm-hmm. I have, a, I have a quick random question. So the, the beings all on the sun, the fourth to the sixth density beings. What is the difference between those beings and all and the and the uh, the council of Saturn? Do they do they relate? Do they hang out or anything? So um, sixth density, of, uh, they're
1: the only densities that reside in the sun, and then the council of Saturn. They're in the region of the rings of Saturn, and they're in, but they're in the eighth density.
3: And the Confederation is not either one of them, correct?
1: Correct. I don't know if the Confederation probably does, but I um, wouldn't be aware if it has like a central base or whatever. But all of these entities involved, the council and, you know, the six entities on the side, they're all involved in the Confederation. But I wouldn't be sure if the Confederation has like its central base. I know the council is definitely a central point.
2: From what I understand, um <clears throat> There are wanderers or that, you know, just like, think of it this way, that the gardener, there's always a gardener above you. So there's a gardener, just like you might go and do the gardening in your third density life. Well, sixth density, for example, raw, they're kind of the gardeners. They're the chief gardeners in the fifth density help them the fourth density are kind of uh junior gardeners but the master gardener up there with noah they're in the the sixth density range you see but there's also going to be gardeners that are in the next octave that are coming here to help with the harvest of the whole logos the sub logos because that's just how it works is that you know, the infinite creator creates potentiality, creates all of these metaphysical structures, but it takes incarnated intelligence that goes through, it's still the creator, but it goes through the veil and then comes back up on the other side um, to do the gardening. And so uh, the, lo- the confederation, the, the local hub that's in charge of our entire solar system you could. I always think of the sun as the powerhouse of everything, and that's the body. But the sun doesn't make the decisions. The sun, the sun is beyond that. But Saturn's rings in the council of Saturn—that's sort of the sun's brains, if you will. That's the incarnated intelligence that guides the goings on. Um, The gardening. That's where all the tools are kept in the shed. (laughs) Uh, And so the gardeners go there. The confederation, anybody that's positive in this, that's working with earth, belongs to the confederation. And they all go to the confederation, the council of Saturn, to present how they want to work with earth. Uh, And it's past or not past. But the Council of Saturn, I always assumed, would be kind of the incarnated intelligence of the whole, the whole um, eighth octave here in in our experience. So, is, is that? I don't know if that's even helpful at all. But that's sort of how I understand
3: it. Oh, thank you for explaining that. Yeah, yeah, that sheds light on it for sure. Appreciate it.
4: So Doug, I'm cheating here, but I I actually just looked up Council of Saturn and there was something I didn't remember, which is that the nine members that are called the session council are representatives from the confederation, they're confederation representatives. And then the guardians are the additional 24 backup beings that are the ones that um, are responsible for well, I don't know. I won't go into that. But is that what you were saying? Yeah, that
2: that's what I'm saying is that the, oh, okay. Sorry. <clears throat> the highest level of the council are going to be the nine that are sitting on that. But those guys aren't sixth density. Those are eighth density.
4: Well, okay. Yeah, I'm going to have to read, read that more. because I don't remember. This is interesting.
2: And then the, the 24, the guardians, those are the ones that help. So it's really, if mathematically, how does it work? It's like, Got the nine and then, yeah, I guess there's 24 around. I'm trying to think of a geometric shape because you can probably plot this in a geometric shape that has like one, three, nine, and then just kind of goes off like that. But the um, 24, the guardians, I always assumed that Ra was one of the guardians, that Yahweh was one of the guardians. Like you have these 24 guardian groups that are sort of like the six density ones that are helping out in this in the, this um area but I, I could be wrong that's speculation on my part
1: interesting too i never thought about it that
2: right? way. Yeah, thanks guys well it's uh nine o'clock um demarcus i i'm really looking forward to listening to the first two presentations that you put together. The first one is already on our podcast, so I'll get the second one on here in a couple days. And then this one. So, awesome.
3: Yeah, this was great, man. Thank so much Thank for you, preparing yeah. and sharing.
2: Really well done. Did you say that you were going to close this out, Demarcus? You have the... Yes.
1: Okay. I'll go ahead and close this out with the prayer everyone could please close their eyes. Take a deep breath in, take a deep breath out. And as we conclude with this presentation on the sub logos, I want everyone to bring their consciousness to their public area and focus their love and their light onto the red ray energy center. And just absorb that light and that intelligent energy and love that is coming from the sun right now. Thank the sun for the energy that energizes our energy body, which then in return energizes our physical body. Infinite Creator, we just want to thank you for this opportunity to once again come together and commune. We thank you for the opportunity to learn and to teach from others um, and to grow and to evolve in our own advancement as you as the Creator and self-teaching self. We ask and we send our love and our light and uh, to anyone who is in suffering or who is in need of healing, that everyone be brought back into balance and that all becomes well. If everyone can repeat after me, I am, I am the infinite creator,
2: the infinite creator,
1: manifested into flesh
2: manifested into flesh
1: i am i am infinity, infinity experiencing itself
2: experiencing itself amen, amen. great job
5: amen thank you,
2: thank you awesome awesome
5: beautiful thank you so much
3: thanks Marcus that was great thank you all
0: Okay, Fred, bring, bring us a wrap next time about the sun. Okay, wrap about the sun. Hey, I I would like to
5: say one thing just folks folks getting off. Thank you for those that uh, just was a blessing to our family and to us. Thank you guys so much, uh, and I appreciate it deeply. Our family appreciates it. So, thank you.
2: We walk together.
4: <laughs> together. Yes.
5: All is one.
2: All is one. Love we you guys. Love you guys too. See ya later. Right. Bye. Peace.